telling a traumatized person that they must forgive in order to to heal that is attaching them back to their abuser and the trauma and it's recreating this super vulnerable dependency that is out of their control forgiveness is not a a tool to heal trauma trauma work is a tool to heal trauma and on this episode we're going to talk about what it's like to detach forgiveness from reconciliation and how our sobriety and how our recovery depends on reconciliation and not forgiveness. Unashamed, the recovery podcast. And hello, recovery family, and welcome to another episode of the Unashamed Recovery Podcast with Josh and Drew. That's Drew. I'm Josh. And here at the Unashamed Recovery Podcast, we believe that there is healing in the story of our scars and that it is okay to not be okay. I believe it, and we believe it is our sole mission to break the shame and stigma of addiction by, you know, in recovery by sharing real stories with real people who've gone through real things. Uh, and just basically real sobriety as well. That's right. And you know, when not every episode is somebody giving their testimony. We have episodes where we actually break down and talk about recovery-related topics, and that is exactly what we're doing today. And we are joined by a great friend and my pastor and Drew's pastor, Pastor Jim Fairtag. And thanks for uh, having me, guys. Yeah, uh, it's good to have you. Yeah, it's you know. Hey, Condolences to Ben Steers and Greg Comp. We 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 couldn't get you on the show, but we we're making up for it by getting uh, there. You go, by Jim Fairtag. Greg, Greg, he's probably screaming at this Yes, point. there you go. <laughs> what? Come on, what a guy. But anyway, uh, you know, Pastor Greg is uh is is dearly missed, but uh, Pastor Jim has been here with us for almost a well. A little over half a year, yeah, since August. Year. Yeah, And uh, it's been uh, great because Pastor Jim has come in and has immediately taken into our Celebrate Recovery group and has been very active in that group and supportive of that group. And mm-hmm. he has a lot of knowledge that pertains into recovery. And today, we're going to be talking about reconciliance. I didn't say that right. No. Reconciliation. Reconciliation. I was, uh, uh, I don't want to know, but uh, I tried to do three words at one time and uh, it did not work. You know, at the beginning of season two, that's what it sounded like. So So, I'm not going to try to say that word again, but, uh, reconciliation. We're going to talk about reconciliation, but you're not going to say the word for the rest of it. I'm just going to, I'm going to mouth it and then Ryan is just going to go into post and he's just going to copy and paste the audio into there. Fair enough. Yeah. The sensor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this ought to be interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, we're going to talk about the importance of how we should reconcile with one another in our recovery. But before we can get into that, we need to get an understanding of what is reconciliation. 
What is that defining characteristic and factor that makes reconciliation different than forgiveness? Because believe it or not, they are different. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that today. So, guys, what is reconciliation? What do y'all think it is? So, reconciliation to me is um, knowing you've messed up and then going back and trying to make an amends, as you know, as our steps tell us to do. We do a personal inventory. We do the inventory on our entire life. You know, uh, we go back and see where, you know, somebody wronged us or where we were wrong, but at the same time, we we recognize where we were wrong at and we try to correct the issue, but also um, mend the bond between that we had with that person, you know, at some point in time. I think that's close, I hope. <laughs> well, that brings but, to another question, is reconciliation amends? True. It is that the, the same thing? Pastor Greg? Oh, Pastor Greg. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I got a lot more hair than Ooh. him. Um, <laughs> Pastor Greg, I didn't mean to offend you like that yeah. if you're watching. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Jim, what yeah. do you think reconciliation well, I, I would say uh, there are elements of reconciliation in steps four through nine. Yeah. Okay? <clears throat> um, in every respect. Uh, because you're doing an honest inventory of your stuff. You're, 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 uh, not denying reality anymore. You're dealing with it. You're, you're acknowledging it. You're taking ownership of it. You're, um, dealing with it between you and God. Uh, and then you're dealing with it between you and the other person that you offended. Mm, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you're doing things that might be possible to right the wrongs. Right. Some things can't be, but you know, you're, it's all of the above. And it's a yeah. long, it's a long process, right? Reconciliation doesn't get solved in like five or ten minutes. But the one thing I think where people get that confused, where they think they can just go say a, a sentence or two or a paragraph and everything yes. be made right, is the fact that sometimes we still have a selfish mindset when it oh, comes yeah. to reconciliation or making amends. We think it's for our benefit. Yes. You know, but really yeah. though, we're supposed to be doing this for God's benefit and for the other person at that point in time to admit, hey, look. Absolutely. Because you know, I've gone through this recently where I had to basically take a look at myself and break it all the way down and say, this isn't about me anymore. I actually hurt this person. Mm. You know, I did something to actually shake their soul and hurt them. So I had to go back and reconcile. Right. I had to make amends, but first it had to be me coming out of denial about it. Right. You yeah. know? Right. So, sorry. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's absolutely right. <clears throat> that's absolutely right. Yeah. So, uh, I cheated and I pulled up the dictionary uh, and uh, the uh, reconciliation is actually a noun in case uh, any of you grammar aficionados are out there listening. But uh, <laughs> reconciliation is the act of restoring friendly relations after a dispute or a conflict. Mm -hmm. so, so check out what I got here. So after uh, when we're a drug addiction, when we're in that addiction, whether it be drugs, whether it be shopping, whether it be eating, whether, whether it be a sex addiction, somebody that's normally compassionate, somebody that normally has a big heart, acts completely out of character, and they mm. destroy the relationship that they had with somebody. Right. And so that's why this topic is so important, because I think so many people have destroyed so many things whenever they're in addiction, mm. like me being one, that I did not know how to go back and say, I'm sorry. And, you know, and I'm sorry wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part. Well, you've yeah. hurt somebody, yeah. and it's not a $5 crime, 
but you want it to be over in five minutes because you feel guilty or you're embarrassed or you're ashamed and you don't want to do the hard road of actually making it right. right. That's that's We're all guilty of that, right? I think that goes back to pride. Our pride gets Absolutely. in the way. We don't want to to damage that ego. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that mm-hmm. makes sense. And, and And because we're covered in shame, right? We want to make it all smaller so that we can slip away or, or get past it or whatever. Yeah. And, and I may just want to dodge you for the rest of my life rather than actually have to talk to you about what it is that happened. And, you know, we will probably, <clears throat> in order for us to, to get away with that, sometimes we'll minimize it. We'll downplay yes. it. We're like, yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. And that's how we can get away with in our mind of avoiding that person right. for the rest of you know, the next 60 years. Right. Oh, uh, but you know, looking at it through the 12 steps, uh, step number seven, well, really, yeah, I reckon you could say step seven, step seven, step eight, and step nine all kind of include this part of reconciliation. And so we, we got a firm understanding of what reconciliation is. You know, we're going to talk about how we can apply it into the steps. But first of all, why is reconciliation more important than forgiveness? You want to answer that one first? Yeah. Well, first let's separate the two. Okay. Ooh, okay. All right. Let's let, cause they're not the same thing. They're not the same. They're not even close. Okay. If, if, if Drew offends me or I offend Drew as a, as a believer, as a Christian, um, we're commanded to forgive one another, okay? Now, I, if I'm the offended person, he did something to hurt me, I can, I can forgive him, right? Uh, and, um, and if for no other reason to release the bitterness, the poison, the, the desire for revenge and, gr- you know, grudge holding and that stuff that hangs on, right? Yeah. Ephesians, uh, uh, four, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. That's as much for me as anything. We think, oh, I just mm. let him off the hook. No, no, no. I let myself off the hook, okay? Now, that's one piece. If I offended Drew, then I got to go to him, apologize, ask for his forgiveness. He may not give it to me, but I still have to walk that right now. That's one piece. So forgiveness can be a one-way street. That's just straight obedience. Now, reconciliation is different. With reconciliation, there has to be repentance, okay? I have to acknowledge I lied to him or lied about him or stole or whatever, okay? Uh, not, well, you know, well, I guess maybe I went too far. No, no, that we have to be real about what, what yeah. happened. So I've got to acknowledge that to him. And he has to see that I'm not beating around the bush or slinging baloney, but I'm telling the truth. Okay. And, and so I've really repented and repentance means turning. I, I didn't lie about him last week. Now I say, I'm sorry, but I'm going to lie about him next week. Okay. I'm going to, I'm turning from that. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to do whatever I can to make restitution. You probably, maybe you remember the story of Zacchaeus, okay? Mm. Zacchaeus spent his whole life ripping people off for a living, okay? So when he meets Jesus and, and has a moment of repentance, he makes restitution. That meant paying people back. Okay, and returning what he'd stolen. Okay, the Old Testament talks about how to do that. Um, um, So he did that. So restitution means if I lied about him, I got to go to you and say, hey, you know what I said about Drew was a lie or whatever. And I got to do it to the greatest degree possible. 
Okay. Uh, and sometimes that's hard. Very okay. Hard. Um, but to the greatest degree possible, it may mean, if we're serious, it may mean, what do I got to do to make this right? You tell me. Maybe he says, you got to tell everybody and their brother and put it on Facebook and blah, 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 whatever. I'm going to do whatever he tells me to do to make it right. And then if those two pieces happen, then Drew sees, I'm not just using words. I'm backing it up with action yeah. over time. I'm moving in a different direction. There really is that mark of repentance in my life. And so he changes, I change, and and there's a moving together that happens there. Mm. That's reconciliation. Now we're building or rebuilding a relationship in a healthy place where it probably wasn't healthy to begin with, right? It's not going to look like it did before. It's going to it's it's uh, it's going to be a new and more I think robust and healthy uh, relationship. And so th- the characters are the same, but the scenery changes. Absolutely. Yeah. And That's think, a good way of saying it. Yeah. And I think it's important of what he was just saying, you have to move forward together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think if if you're not moving forward together and just one person is moving forward, that's just forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Am, yeah. I, am I correct? That's right. So Romans twelve eighteen says, as much as it's possible with you, live at peace with everyone. Mm. Okay? I can't control him, but I can control me. So... I, I'm going to go as far down the reconciliation road as I can. Um, now he may close the door for some reason, uh, and I can't, I can't get a crowbar out and pry that open, yeah. right? Um, I, I'm going to show him I'm serious about Mary Penn's, show him I'm serious about whatever restitution I can make, and, and that may be the limit. He may say, you know, I just I can't trust you right now. And maybe that the brakes are on for a month, a year, or whatever. Yeah. Um, or maybe forever, because I can't control him. But I've now done what's pleasing to God, and I can be at peace. That's right. The yeah. weight's off of you. Yeah. In that, though, you've also allowed yourself a ton of growth. Absolutely. You know, um, while that other person might have stunted their growth a little bit, you know, and mm-hmm. not being open to that. But hey, right. that's their, like you said, that's right. their prerogative. Yeah. That's, that's right. They want to do. That's their deal. But don't stop growing because mm-hmm. they stopped. Right? That's right. They stood at a standstill. There's no, there's no guarantees. Yeah. I don't have any guarantee that you're going to receive my repentance, receive my restitution, receive anything from me. You may, you may reject me. You may give me the cold shoulder. You may say, oh, yeah, sure, and then walk away. You may come back hard, right? right. No guarantees. So I go as far as possible. And then when, when I've hit that line, when you, you know where that line is. If you slam the door in my face, I think that's the line, right? right. Um, I know I've pleased God and what I'm doing. I'm going to be consistent, but I can't control you. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, there is one toxic trait that comes with it. You know, um, some addicts, when we, we're talking about reconciliation, and that's the fact that uh, it's manipulation Yes. comes with reconciliation sometimes because we think this is exactly what we want. And yes. But then when we see it's too hard, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it becomes, I'm going to give you all these words and no action. And right. to me, that's ultimate manipulation. Because Absolutely. All I'm yep. trying to get you to do is get me back, my, get my foot back in the door just mm-hmm. enough to kick it open and say, all right, all right, now I can sit down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of yeah. keeping the progress going. So that's just one thing that I want to kind of encourage everybody with is just keep going even yeah. if it looks like a battle that's what we're designed for it's going to take a long time you know um yeah and that's it's not for the weak of heart Mm-mm. when we're talking about reconciliation everybody yeah. you know that you know that you think these butterflies and you know these rainbow situations where you know uh movies kind of ruined it for everybody right you know because you see these things on movies where 
what was it, the first, like, you know, 30 minutes into it, they have this big uh, spat, then, you know, closer to the end of the movie, everybody's, oh, you know, yeah. happy dance. And Rainbows and doves, and yeah. You see all that, but then yeah. that's not real life. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. You know, real life is you're going to have to really get dirt, like, and when I say dirty, I don't mean you have to do something bad. You're going to have to really just grind them. No, you're going to have right. to grind it out. Of that's it. right. And yeah. usually, your whole life up to that point, if somebody was less than receptive, you blew them off, cursed them out, yep. insulted them, whatever they did to you, you did back to them. Well, now, if we're really going to be reconciliation and pursue that, you may come back at me with ugly. I don't respond in ugly. Right. Right? Which, by the way, pleases God and shows you something's up there. Right? Because he would have come back hard um, before. And why isn't he doing that now? That still may not move you, but that, that's, that's the difference. I'm, I'm now living in a much different um, mindset and with a much different direction, a very different direction. Not easy. It, you know, a lot of times when we've been wronged by people, they don't, they're not interested in making things right. And that's, right. I mean, that's, that's. Yeah. And I've dealt with that a lot. That's right. Um, making amends, which yeah. that in itself was difficult. You know, having to go to the person and be like, hey, you know, I was, especially the first time around. Yeah. Like, I've, I've done the step nine, you know, numerous times at this point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, the first time around, it was just like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what to say to you. And then, you know, you completely get dismissed because either you said a wrong word or, you know, they didn't know that happened. And, you know, but you're, you're trying to live it the truthful way. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's why it's so important that we, when we're looking at this, we look at uh, step nine. And it's made those direct amends to such people wherever possible, except... Let's highlight that, underline it, except when to do so would injure them or others. Yeah. You know, we have to take in consideration, you know, like there's been some times where in my own amends during my work in the steps where there's been a situation where it was more so on me than the other person. Yeah. yeah. The other person that moved on, was living their best life. So, hey, I just wrote it down. I wrote him a nice letter. Dressed it to them, and then I burned it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I put it on paper. That's good. I got it off of me. You know, so you have to take that into consideration sometimes. You know, it may, is this going to cause more harm? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. absolutely. But as we're talking about this, you know, you've already read through Ephesians, but let's look at this. What Jesus says about this in Matthew five of the yeah. Sermon of the Mount. Yeah, uh, I believe this is going to be uh, twenty three. So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled with your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Right. That's strong. Yes. That's basically saying that the reconciliation matters more so than coming and offering your gift to God. Because it's true worship to, to make peace. And that gives more light into what Jesus told us. Greatest commandment is love God and then love your neighbor. Right. And that goes back to loving people. And I think God puts a high value on our relationship with others. Yes, there's no question about that. I cannot say um, that 
well, John, first John says it. You can't say you love God and hate your brother. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and if I really love God, I will want to pursue peace and reconciliation with people that I've got problem with. Cannot guarantee what they'll do, but I can guarantee what I'll do. And yeah, so I'm going to, you know, he's, Jesus is speaking in extreme language there. I'm going to leave my stuff at the altar, go walk back to wherever I came from. And there was a great distance there, you know, probably from Galilee. So day's journey, whatever, I'm leaving and I'm going back. That's how important it is to do whatever it takes to make uh, that mm. right, right? Man. Yeah, that's but huge. You know, they, they, they said that, I say, <clears throat> um, researchers have looked back and, you know, at that verse a little bit, and they've said that the line, just the wait to get to the altar in itself, Not easy. so many people were, yes. you know, wanting forgiveness. Can you imagine getting all the way up there and you're like, yeah, I got this issue with, you know. With judging. Fred. Yeah, yeah, down the road. Man, I got to leave this here and I got to go back. Yeah. You know, a lot Man. of people would find it hard to put the thing down and go back. That's right. They would just try to coast through that. You That's know? right. So let's break this down for people who may not truly understand. Like, what is this gift that's being placed on the altar? Is, 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 what does that entail? What is, is that our, yeah. is that, is that our uh, sacrifice to the Lord? That's, it's an animal sac- it would have been an animal sacrifice of a, an act of worship, maybe a, a fellowship offering saying I'm, I'm relating to God or a sin offering, right, right. To, to try to get right with him. So one or the other he doesn't say, but it's some offering as an act of worship that was be done at the temple and you would have to travel to Jerusalem to do that from it, wherever you were. It couldn't be done in your home. No, nope. you had to go to the temple to do it, uh, and and you had to go a great distance. You had to buy the animal. You had to do all the the stuff to make that happen. So it was a, it was no small thing. Yeah, uh, and you didn't do it every day. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going. We're going to go just a little bit deeper with this because now I kind of want to know. So, <laughs> so Jesus tells us. That there will be a time, he tells the woman at the well this, that there will be a time where we won't worship mm-hmm. on a hill or in a temple, that we will mm-hmm. be the temple. That's right. And with that being said, and we have First John 1, 9, mm-hmm. and Jesus has torn that veil, mm-hmm. and he is our direct line to God. Correct. So, am I correct in saying that with that verse, we need to apply that before we implement First John one nine in prayer in our own life. Almost. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it's both and. Okay. So First John one nine. He wanted to say yes. Yeah. Did you yes. see the? Did yeah, yeah. you see the look on his face? He wanted to say. He wanted to say yes. yes. It's both and. John tells us we can go right to God, and He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. But but then he goes on throughout that that letter and talks about how I have to make right with my brother. I can't love say I love God and hate my brother, right? Um, you see how they just tied in, and mm-hmm. that's right. So you you have to, it's a both and. It's never an either or, right? Almost yeah. like that was planned. It's almost like that was planned. You're a genius, <laughs> sir. You're a genius. Yeah, it's you. Here's how many times have we said, "Well, I prayed. I'm okay." Because I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you because it's hard. Um, I don't want to because you... That's right. That's right. (laughs) If I talk to you, you might not receive it. If I talk to you, I'm going to be embarrassed. If I talk to you, I've got to be humble. And all of the above. If I talk to you, I'm bringing out from under the rug of what I swept under the rug. Right. You may not know what I'm going to talk to you about. 
That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys may know better than this, uh, than me, but, but I have a question for you. So the, the exception clause there in step nine, except when it would hurt somebody else, I get that. That's totally right. How do you know when you're not going to make amends to them because you don't want to hurt them or whatever, and as opposed to, I'm not going to do this because really... I don't, yes. I don't want to embarrass myself. So I'm going to give you the answer that that was told to me. That is why you reach out to your sponsor. Reach out to your sponsor. <laughs> Call your sponsor before you do this step. That's yes. fair. So, so to, to give clarification, though, what did your sponsor tell you? So my sponsor really took me into a... Turned the mirror on myself mm-hmm. and made me look at the situation from outside the box mm-hmm. because I was looking at it from my own perspective of being in the box. And once I looked at it, I was like, eh, okay, I really wanted to avoid this because this was embarrassing. Yeah. But now that I'm looking at this through the eyes of somebody else, I see that I really need to put closure on this. Yeah. I could just see if, how easy it would be it is. to justify, well, I don't want to hurt you and I don't want to dredge anything up and you've moved on and whatever. And really it's because I don't want to deal with the, the, so, the pain. And it's so easy to do that. Yeah. And it's a fine line. Mm-hmm. It really is. And I think it just comes down to, I think it comes down to personal integrity. Okay. That's fair. And I think that's also where your sponsor gets involved, looks at the situation with you, and then he kind of nudges you into that right way of going. Even when you're kind of putting resistance up and you're wanting to tuck tail run, he's kind of still pushing you into it. So that's the confess your sins one to another, pray for each other, you might be healed kind of thing. I'm on a, I'm on a, so I hurt you, I, I offended you, whatever. I'm not sure what I should do. I'm going to come to Drew, who's my sponsor, and I'm going to confess it to him and say, hey, here's all what's going on. Da, 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 da. This is what I did. Yep. Um, do you think I ought to approach uh, Josh or not, or how should I? And so is that is that <coughs> fair? Yep. Okay. Your sponsor. My sponsor would always tell me, pray about it first and then get back. Yeah. And then we'd talk about it a little further. You know, and he would say, so how big is your part in this? You know, he'd ask questions about how big my part was. And, you know, I'd give him the answers if it was small, minute, or if I felt like it was grand or not. You know, then he would go, so put yourself in their shoes, kind of like you were saying. How would you like somebody to approach you about it? You know? Yeah. And so if you think, like, say if this person has a family now, if it, if mm-hmm. it was, you know, you were cheating, or, and this person has a family now, you don't want to interrupt a complete yep. marriage over something that happened, but also you want to be like, hey, look, I know I hurt you, and I'm sorry. You know? So, yeah. I mean, it's it teeters so tough. That's fair. Even, even with a, with it being a drug thing and not just a yeah. porn and sex thing, it teeters so finely because you can even put yourself in a situation to where you're going to reconcile with somebody that's still using. Yep. You know, and that's, that's, a, that's a, to me, that was a big no-no. You know, because um, they might suck you back in. Exactly, and it's and it happened so quick. And I, you know, you would think it was one of these like one of these step things. I know when I relapsed, it happened qu- pretty much in the blink of an eye. It happened yeah. so quickly because I was fine. I was fine. I was fine. All it took was one 
the next thing you know, I'm I was back in a three month trap. So I mean, it's you, yeah. you can't put yourself around somebody that's still still using or yeah. you know still exhibiting yeah. behavior that's um, not favorable. So, you know, so to speak. That's fair. You know, so it's just, you, you got to watch it. I, I, I appreciate it. I've always kind of wondered about how that would shake out. Yeah. yeah. Triggers. You know, the, what we talk about a lot is you got to watch for triggers. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's going to trigger you, whether it's going to trigger them. You know, if y'all used to be one of the, you know, these couple or whatever, and y'all used to just spat and fight all the time, you got to watch out for how that conversation is going to go and really see where that person's head's at. So mm-hmm. I was always told to reach out first. And say, hey, I would like to meet up with you. And if you get a kind of a negative response at that point, give it some time. Either they're going to reach back out to you, or they're not. And if that that's the case, then somebody just doesn't want to talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I would add one other thing about this, and it's a really kind of a teensy little passage in Philippians chapter four, where there's these two ladies named Udia and Sintiki that somehow get crossways with one another. And Paul, that they, they, they didn't get crossways because they sinned. Like they, if, if they sinned against one another, he didn't mention it. If it was about belief or doctrine, he didn't mention it. It was probably something like, Udia had a party and didn't invite Sintiki, mm. or uh, Udia, um, you know, did this little project and Sintiki got left out, or whatever. Some some kind of thing where it wasn't exactly a sin, but some, there's a real hurt there. Yeah. And he says to go get a third party. A trusted third party. He called it, in some translations, it calls it a yoke fellow. I mean, a, mm. a companion. Um, in other words, so Udia trusted this guy and Sintiki trusted this guy, and they both bring that guy in there to sort of help mediate things. Mm. Um, and it's something that it, it's not, it's, he's not on anybody's side. But he helps them to walk that road. And he's sometimes we need that. What did you, you say? I said he's Switzerland. Yeah, that's right. He's Switzerland. That's <laughs> he, right. He's neutral. That's right. Well, sometimes we need that because, you know, if, if um, uh, Drew and I got crossways, a lot of times back in the day, that's because I, was, I, I, I wasn't being very healthy. He wasn't being very healthy. We were real good at insulting and taking offense and whatever. Uh, and so even if we want to do the right thing, we don't necessarily know what to do. Yeah. Right. But you might help us, right? You could be that third party. I trust you. He trusts you. And, yeah, you're Switzerland. You can actually uh, navigate that for us or help us to navigate it. Got bad news for him. I'm signing with Pastor Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right. So moving along because we are running out of time, I want to talk about how do I know that – Healthy, real reconciliation has, in fact, taken place and is being implemented in the relationship and is the relationship is being healed because of how can I know that? Like, it's one thing for us to talk about reconciliation and to reconcile and to make those amends. But, man, that's completely different from putting it in action and then actually knowing when it's being taken place. Yeah, it takes a long time. And I think you know it when uh, there's an element of peace between you and you can actually talk about the thing, mm. right? Um, uh, hopefully you can talk about it in the, as a, in the past tense, but you can actually acknowledge that it happened. This is a thing that we've dealt with and now because of this we're doing that or we've yeah. said this or whatever. And, 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 I know it, you know it, he knows it, everybody who needs to know it knows it, yeah. right? We're not playing games. Um, we're not um, 
you've seen this happen. You've seen consistency from me over a long period of time. Um, I, I don't ever go, why, you know, haven't I done it enough? I mean, I'm so like, whatever it takes, man, whatever yeah. it takes, you know, to get there. When, after I, you know, knew this, what we were talking about, I sat down and kind of started thinking about it. And that was something that I thought about. I thought about if I can think about the situation and it doesn't stir up bad emotion or bring back bad thoughts or I, I can think about it. And it doesn't affect my day. Yeah. To me, that's I, I've, we've gotten past it and we've reconciled that difference. Mm-hmm. Um, Even if our relationship doesn't look like it did before, because 99 times out of 100 won't, but it m- probably will be more healthy or pursuing healthier than it did before. Yeah. Most definitely. You don't always, you, you almost can never tell that on this side. You can only tell it on the other side. <clears throat> Yeah. I mean, Hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that's yeah. What I was about to say. Yeah. You're past it a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's important to know that it is not going to look the same mm-hmm. because we get this kind of uh, thought in our head that things will go back to normal. Like when COVID hit, that was all that everybody talked about was let's get through this so we can go back to normal. Whatever that was. Yeah. And. Here we are, we're two years out of it, and we still haven't gotten back to normal. Because, I mean, normal is subjective. I mean, mm-hmm. what is normal? I mean, mm-hmm. it, we, we never, anyway. Yeah. I, I think, I think we, once we get that little image of perfection out of our head, yep. then we can accept it. Agreed. What were you about to say, Drew? Because I did not mean to interrupt you. Oh, nothing. <laughs> uh, basically, I said nothing. But uh, Basically, the, the reason why we're talking about this is that it's really important yes. for people in recovery. Yes. Um, personal relationships, um, relationship with groups even, um, it's, it's better to have reconciliation in these groups because in these personal relationships, they really matter for emotional support whenever we're going through these processes. I mean, um, I know for for me, uh, you know, I've wrecked it with my parents for the longest time, over over 20 years, you know, and there was a lot of stuff that they're still having to unlearn, you know, that, well, I say unlearn, that they're still having to get over. Yeah. But at the same time, though, by me being consistent in this, by me being at four years uh, come April. Good for you. I'm so excited. Insert applause. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Right? But yeah, I mean, there's still there's still questions that I have to answer. You know, hey, well, what about that time? You know, they'll ask me something random off the wall that they remember, and, and you know, I have to be very forthcoming about the information. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I'm like, oh, don't worry about that, then all of a sudden they don't trust you again. Yeah, mm-hmm. your integrity's a little bit ruined because they feel like, hey, or you hiding it again? I mean, what's the yep. deal? Why do yep, you, yep, yep. you know? Because they see that as a repetitive behavior, but. Reconciliation is important in these relationships because it's going to help us grow. It's going to keep us sober. You know, our last uh, episode was on how. You know, how do we stay sober? How do we stay clean? But you know, reconciliation was a big should have been a big part of that discussion. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. and I think that's kind of man. God just he, he's got a sense of humor because as much as y'all think we plan these episodes, I tr- believe me when I say oh, we do not plan these episodes. No. <laughs> they just kind of come about spur of the moment. We don't give us that much credit. So last month we talked about how to stay in recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I had two testimonies lined up for today. Both of them fell flat. 
Pastor Jim came in through the last minute in a crutch, and this was the topic. It lined up yeah. perfect yeah. to go with last episode. Because That's cool. it should have been a part of that episode. Yeah, it really should have. Uh, so anyway, so God That's has cool. a sense of humor, and uh, we're just, you know, I'm, I'm going to be laughing about it all night. But anyway, <laughs> so as we're wrapping up, let's take away from this that we want to choose reconciliation over forgiveness. Is that safe to say? Get forgiveness. Get forgiveness if you can. Forgiveness is is really the first step of a reconciliation process that goes along. Forgiveness and repentance and restitution and reconciliation. Most definitely. Those, yeah. Yep. So So what are the character traits that somebody that, you know, when they're in reconciliation or they're trying to have that reconciliation, what should it be? Should they be empathetic? Should they, you know... um, I apologize for the hurtful actions and all that kind of stuff. Man, that's a really good question. What should that, you know, what should that person really feel on the inside? I say, I say feel on the inside because sometimes we just don't know. The offender or the offended? Well, the offender at that point. The person yeah. that's going going forth and asking. They, 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 should, they should feel sorry for what they did. Yeah. And, and contrition means I feel sorry for what it did to me, what it did to you, and what it did to God. All three. Not just me. Right. If it's just me, then it's all about regret because I got caught. Yeah. Okay. Real contrition means I, I hate that it hurt me. I hate that it hurt you. I hate that it hurt God. And that's and that often is a driving force to wanting to do what it takes, right, to, right. to turn. So contrition, um, you, you know, leads to confession, leads to, Repentance. you know, a, a turning. Yeah, those three pieces, right? And it's almost like you maybe have to have some empathy before you have the contrition because you got to have that. For somebody else. Sure. Yeah. I have so, to see and, yeah. and I, I have to feel bad that it hurt you. That's yeah. right. And also I think a, a characteristic that you know, is a part of it is this coming into a situation willing to change. Because I'm telling you, people who come into the situation and they're not willing to change and they're willing You're not to, to do continue. You're never going to do it. Something that I, I talk with a lot of people about when I go and share my testimony, people will come to me and talk with me afterwards and they relate so much to my story. And most of the time it's wives who their husband is on that same path that I was on. And I, I'll tell them, I was like, look, you know, my wife did not leave me. My wife stayed. So I encourage you to, to stay with your husband. But here's the kicker. I had to make the change. I changed. Now, there was no I in it. You know, I had to surrender. You had to and, surrender. And, sure. and, and God put that change in. But I, I had to accept it and I had to do the change. You had to obey. If, the, if that person is not willing to change and they're willing to stay the same, the hurt is going to come again. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're setting yourself up. You know, if you, ladies, if you're in a domestic situation, you have to think about that. I mean, and that's a whole other topic. We're going. We, we don't have enough time for that topic. <laughs> but but that's it's just you know don't go, don't go into the, every situation thinking oh he's going to change because they don't always change. Yeah. Uh, the key factor in this is change behavior is the best reconciliation. Am I correct on that? Well, that, yeah. That, I, mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. That that's I'm making restitution. You're seeing it. You're seeing consistency in me. You're, you're, I'm saying, what do you need me to do? And I'm doing it. And I'm I'm showing you not just once, but a thousand times. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Doing it. And 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 you're in the driver's seat because you're the offended. Yeah. 
You're in the driver's seat. You, you determine the parameters. You determine how long, what are the boundaries, and all that. You don't have to um, uh, just say, okay, you've tried, okay, it's over. That's, that's not forgiveness, and that's certainly not reconciliation, right? Um, that sounds like codependency. That's exactly what it is. Yep. Te- test, test, mic check. Yeah. <laughs> codependency. That's exactly what that is. Man. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. That's a, a sermon for another time. That's another story for another time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, as much as I hate to, uh, to break this off, yeah. we are out of time. Yeah. Uh, and this has been a great episode. Yeah. Pastor Jim. Pastor Jim, come back. Yeah, yeah Pastor Jim, fun. I, I've really, really enjoyed this. Yeah. You have given some in-depth to a really deep topic. Yeah. Because if you're in recovery, your sobriety depends on making those amends and making that reconciliation. So, guys, if you like this episode, if you're watching us on YouTube, click like, hit subscribe, help us reach more people by doing that. Hey, and if you have a question for us, or if you have a recommendation, or you want us to uh, see us talk about a topic, or if you just want to tell us how great of a job that we're doing you can always send us an email at the unashamed podcast at yahoo.com unashamed podcast at yahoo.com and with that y'all pastor jim once again thank you so much my pleasure thanks for having me absolutely and until next time guys we love y'all and remember to be unashamed take it easy